Welcome to the Unstoppable Yes You podcast, where we celebrate the achievements of Caribbean people to inspire the next generation. I'm your host, Curlis Phillip. Caribbean creativity is unstoppable. And in this new series, I'll take you into the studio with Caribbean artists that are moving the Caribbean and Black culture forward. From contemporary paintings, to photography, to mixed media, you'll get to feel the passion, inspiration, and techniques that fuel these artists' work. They'll also share helpful tips for those of you who are interested in learning what it takes to thrive in this space. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Virgin Islands native, Ama Dennis. Ama Dennis, also known as the Creative Native, is an electrical engineer turned art photographer who resides on the beautiful island of St. Thomas. She uses photography to capture the picturesque beauty of her surroundings and the compelling history and dynamic culture that makes the Virgin Islands unique. Welcome, Ama. Thank you, Carlis. Glad to be here. So how long have you been a photographer and what sparked your interest in it? That's a difficult question to answer, but I've always been interested in art and I got my first camera at the age of seven. So I loved observing the world. Um, I was a child that just used to spend a lot of time under microscopes, painting on the porch by myself and photographing events or life experiences. Uh, so I kept that going. I kept honing my skills as I grew older. And then I got my engineering degree and it paused for a little bit. But then later on, I started to continue to hone my skills as a photographer. And that's how um, my interest in photography began. And you had a 20-year career as an electrical engineer, traveling the world, meeting new people. What made you decide to pursue photography art full-time? So there wasn't any one thing. Um, I love my electrical engineering career. At some point in time, I didn't like it anymore. So um, when the hurricanes hit the U.S. Virgin Islands in 2017, it was an opportunity for me to come home and help my mother in her business, which she's a general contractor. And from there, I started to work on my photography um, a little bit more robustly when I returned home. And 2022, (laughs) in February, when I found this beautiful space, that's when I decided to go full-time. So it has only been 11 months (laughs) full-time. When you think about photography, I mean, there's lens-based media, there's visual storytelling. There's so many ways to express yourself in this day and age. How did your personal style of photography, I should say, become um, your choice of expression? You see a lot of beautiful pictures out there. And I've been to many places and I've photographed those places, but I had no connection to the images that I photographed, nor do I have connection to a lot of the images I see of the U.S. Virgin Islands online, right? So beaches, chairs on beaches, people walking on the beaches. Um, And I felt like the story of the Virgin Islands is not being told from a perspective of a Virgin Islander, someone that grew up here with um, their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents. And I wanted to depict our story from a different perspective, um, with stories and history and culture. So I do visual storytelling with my images of the U.S. Virgin Islands. In your opinion, what makes a good photograph? 
Like how do you decide when something you create meets or exceeds your expectation? What makes a good photograph is very subjective. <laughs> I've seen I've seen painted art that looked like scribble on a board and people paid millions of dollars for it and I was like, what do they see? Right? <laughs> so um, I can't tell you what makes a good photograph. I can tell you I have lots of photographs that never see the light of day. My mother says to me, you could never pick up your camera again and you can sell all your work. You have so many beautiful things. I said, but if I don't love it, and love is very subjective for me. It's like I have to look at it and see a story and see something meaningful, something meaningful to share, not just something that's pretty, you know, um, before I even um, share it with the world. So it's, it's all about how I feel. And today I might not love it. And five years from now, I'm like, oh, that was amazing. What was I thinking? So, so when we think about, you know, photography art, how does that differ from other forms of photography, in your opinion? Uh, like I said to you offline, you, are, you ask a lot of tough and controversial questions. Um, I think I am not the judge of what's art and what's not when it comes to photography. I think that everything that everyone's captured is art in its own right. Um, what makes my artwork buying versus theirs? Because what I put it in a gallery, it's really subjective. People come in here and some people fall in love with the stuff and some people just walk around and leave. Uh, so I, that, that I, I cannot touch. I can't see because that person doesn't have a professional camera and they shoot with their phone that that's photographic art and that, and that isn't, and mine is because people do beautiful photographs with iPhones. I can do a beautiful photograph with an iPhone. Um, I, that is a question I, I cannot answer <laughs> what makes art versus just a regular photograph. I do want to expand on that. I'm sorry, because I did think about something that I read earlier this week. Um, there is a photographer that uh, he writes and trains and classes, and he's been a photographer, I guess, for over 50 years. And he wrote an article about making pictures versus taking pictures. And he talked about all his life, He's been taking pictures and taking a picture is just going out with your camera and shooting a lot of photographs and maybe finding one in the pile, right? Versus making picture is being very thoughtful about what you're going to photograph, what equipment is needed. And I tell people that all the time that I shoot with intention. I do not walk around with my camera. I actually create the visual story in my head first or come up with the topic. Then I study the light of what I want to photograph, if it's something landscape or even if it's, even if it's people. Uh, I study the location, I study the subject, and then I make the photograph. Who knows whether or not you walk in someone else's gallery and they have photographs, whether or not they made the pictures or took the picture, you know, take the pictures. Like if they just walk around, took a thousand pictures and came up with five great ones. I don't, you know, that, that, yeah, it's a, it's a controversial topic for sure. Um, if I was to walk into 
your studio today, how would you describe your photography to me? The gallery is an experience. So when you come into my gallery, if you're new, I would welcome you and let you know I am a Virgin Islander, right? Six generations. And that is relevant because I want them to know that the images that I capture, capture significance of history and culture in the Virgin Islands. And so that's how I introduce my work. And then I would offer for me to walk them through the images and let them know the story of, of either the history or the culture or my upbringing or my experience through the image. And, and that's the experience that you get when you come into the gallery. Amma, you talked about your process a little bit in terms of really thinking through what you're going to shoot, the lighting and so forth as you approach a shoot. But what actually informs your decision on what specifically you're going to choose? <laughs> it could be a conversation, <laughs> you know. Um, it could be a phrase. Like I have an image that's called Fode Manin, right? That means before morning. Uh, and that's a saying that people used to say long ago. You used to hear the elders say, you, you know, you're having juvie at Fode Manin. And I might be inspired just by the phrase and say, okay, I want to capture something that expresses that phrase. Um, I could be walking downtown and I might see a wall and say, I want to capture something that shows the texture of that wall or the rails of that building, but it wouldn't be necessarily that building. Uh, it can be anything that can trigger my idea for, um, you know, a series of images versus a single image. A single image is typically I'm walking around, I like a scene, and I come back and I capture that single image at a different period in time. And then I have a process for series of images, and that's usually when I get into conversation, a cultural discussion, a freeze, something that triggers something from the past that um, inspires the series of images. Um, are there any personal experiences in your work? All of my images are personal experiences as far as I'm concerned, because I am telling you what I know from growing up here uh, on St. Thomas. Or uh, there's some images that I talk about history and I tell people all the time. I am a nerd. I used to keep, I used to skip history class to hang out in the chemistry lab. So uh, through my images and through discussions with historians, I'm actually learning, relearning the history of the Virgin Islands through those discussions. And I take pleasure in sharing that history and knowledge with the world. And even with some people who live here, you know, they may not be multi-generational Virgin Islanders or they, or they may be. And they may live here and not know some of the things that I am sharing in the images that I have learned from other people. I don't just tell the story of the Virgin Islands through the images. Sometimes someone can come from like an island like Guadeloupe and I learn something from them. And then I talk about how it's connected to what we do here in the Virgin Islands. And so it's all intertwined and it's all personal. That makes sense. We were talking about the debate of whether or not photography is truly art. I think that it really took a while for photographers who are not, for example, shooting celebrities or 
working for major studios, to be really recognized. What are your thoughts around that debate and why it still exists? Is it art or is it that? Yes. Well, I have a whole gallery full of it, so I think it's art. <laughs> so, a beautiful gallery at that. Squash <laughs> that debate. Um, but um, I'm not here to change people's minds, right? There are people that come into the gallery and they're expecting paintings, right? And when they come in and they're like, oh, some of them seem disappointed that it's just photography. But then some of them, their interests are peaked. So there's art in the way I display the art as well, okay? There, and so some of them come in and they look at some of the pieces and they're like, and that's not a painting? I said, no, it's not. And one time I had my work displayed somewhere and my cousin was like, oh yeah, I saw your painting. And I was like, my painting? Where? He said, oh, it was inside this cafe. I said, no, those are all photographs. No, you painted it, you just don't remember. <laughs> some of the images and uh, then they see the artistic point of photography and there's some people that I will never be able to change their mind and that's what that's not my job that's not what I'm here to do either you see it or you don't you know Amma, you talk about your gallery and, and the fact that you are not only a photographer but you're a curator do you feel it's equally important to support and promote the work of others in addition to the work that you make yourself. So controversial again. <laughs> Jeez, why are you making me sweat here? Um, so my gallery itself by itself is controversial because it's all my work. And people come in and other artists come in, oh, this is just your work. Like if customers, regular customers come in, they're amazed that it's all just my work, right? They're like, oh, this is all your work? Yes. And they are blown away. Because I have all kinds of subjects, from flowers to landscapes to black and white to color, whatever it is, it's here. I do whatever I want. Um, but then there are people in the community that I think would prefer if I had other person's works in here. And to that I said, I say is I am an artist for artists as well. I support them. I cannot necessarily display other artists' work in here. The walls are filled with my work. Yes, they are. But for instance, um, I met a young lady over the Christmas break. She makes beautiful Mukujumbi dolls. And I fell in love with them. And I said, okay, I'm going to buy some of them. I'm going to sell them in my gallery. Because her artistry of making Mukujumbis aligns with my mission of sharing the culture and history of the Virgin Islands, okay? Right. Uh, so I cannot promote every artist. Some artists do abstract, and that doesn't align with my mission. Um, I am now collaborating with a musician, and he is a young Virgin Islander. He's traveled around the world. He's a bass player, bass uh, guitarist, and he wants to be home. And I want him to stay home. So we're going to collaborate to get exposure, both his my gallery and his art form of musical, um, being a musician. So I'm going to do a, an event here, which 
I'm telling you this, and I haven't even told the public, right? Oh, that's awesome, though. I love that. But the point is, I don't think it's my responsibility to curate and promote other artists, but I do think it is needed. And so I am here to work with other artists. However I can help, I will. I am working with uh, two other photographers, and a lot of the photographers, they send their work away to be printed on large format printing. And in th that in itself is a challenge because you're never sure that you're going to get the proper uh, color um, rendition of the image that you would like. So I have encouraged them. They've come into my gallery to see what I print. I am a print specialist as well because I want to print my own work. And I want it to be what I want it to be, not what a, you know some print shop in uh, far away in the U.S. is going to give me a version of me like, oh, I just have to live with it because I paid so much money for it. And so I am working with those photographers and I'm going to do my first set of printing with those photographers. And they bought their own medium and I will do all the necessary science behind making their image as beautiful as possible on the medium that they have purchased. Um, I also recently went into digitizing um, work for painters because a lot of the painters, they have to send away their work uh, to uh, an entity in the States to be digitized. Uh, and then there, I heard recently from an artist um, that her art got damaged, her art got lost, you know. Um, so now I will be able to digitize artists' paintings and print their work here so they can have prints made here. So in my own way, I am supporting and promoting artists, and of course, I give them a significant, um, you know, I have an artist pricing, which will make it good for them to be able to resale. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I love I love to hear that collaboration and, and that support that you're, you know, giving to the folks that are local. I know you just fell into photography and, you know, it became a passion, but are there any photographers that are... Um, inspiration to you or, or influence your work in any shape or form? So my mother would profoundly dispute you that I <laughs> fell into it. Because I always ask myself, I don't know how I got here. I really don't know why I got here. I ask myself that every week. And my mother always said, you are, you were always on this path. Ah. She always says it. She said, this is the path that was designed for you. And you will have always been on this path. Uh, that's why when I was doing my full-time engineering, you know, work, if I stayed and lived in any place for any long period of time, which was very unusual, I would go to classes. Like I took classes at Atlanta Institute for the Arts, um, so that I can learn how to, um, process film. I took classes at Kennesaw University. I took, you know, and it's very easy to take classes online. I immersed myself in the art of photography. So I've been doing that for decades. So I didn't just fall into it. I know it just seemed like it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, influencer, not really. Um, I don't really look at a lot of images. Uh I'm telling a story, but I could tell you what influences my style of imagery, which is two things, National Geographic, 
I love how they tell the story of countries through their images. Uh, the image, some images are picturesque enough to be hung on your wall. Some images are very documentary style. And when you look, when you come to visit my gallery, you will see those two styles. Some of them are documentary style and some of them, I just want to capture the culture and the history, but I want you to want it on your wall yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, and the second influence is uh, an, a photographer by the name of Peter Lake. His photography did not influence me, but what he did with his photography did. Peter Lake, I think he's from Australia. Uh, he has galleries around the globe. So he has galleries in Asia, he has galleries in the US, he has galleries everywhere. And when you walk into his gallery, there are these huge, beautiful wall pieces of art that he's photographed from around the world. And that is what inspired me to actually open up my own gallery or gave me the courage to open up a gallery with just my work. <laughs> And that he, he, when you go into his gallery, it's no one else's work. It's all his. And it's beautiful. And um, he also influenced me to go big in terms of when I photograph. So I have images that are as long as 40 feet long that I have um, installed in um, the Superior Court of the Virgin Islands. I have images that are 20 feet long, some that are 9 feet long that are in the gallery. And so... Uh, those two entities uh, combined help honed what I am today, I guess. Uh, you know, the style of shooting and the fact that I have a gallery with go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, this is a this is a good segue to my uh, to my next question, which is, Amma, what do you think is your biggest accomplishment to date as a photographer? My biggest accomplishment is. So, like I said, I returned home in 2018. And when I returned home in 2018, um, I, I opened up a little space in a little storage area on St. Thomas, right? They had little, little commercial areas. And in that space, I had my art hung on a wall. I mean, I basically, I converted a storage unit, think about it, to a gallery. Mm -hmm. I had my printer. I had everything in this little... I don't know, it was an eight by 10, <laughs> okay, um, storage unit. And I didn't have any set hours. It was like, okay, I get to it when I get to it. If I open, I open, you know, I would spend time doing a lot of work for my mother, doing some project management, doing some of her books, you know, getting, I was getting money. I was getting paid to do that. My biggest accomplishment was walking away from that pay to say, go full time and make it work. So I have to pay my own rent with my gallery funds. I have to pay my utilities. I have to pay for my, my, my um, supplies and I have to pay myself. So that's, I went from, this is no longer a side gig to this is full time. And this is who you are and you have, and you are committed to making it work. So that's, that's my biggest accomplishment, committing it, committing to myself and committing to my art to make it work. And that's really all that matters. I mean, you bet on yourself. 
What would you say is next for Ama? My mind is always going. So uh, there's really no next. It's just a continuous evolution. Uh, I know in one of your, in your what's next you had in the notes, like, are you doing a book? Are you going to do this? That? Well, yes, a book is part of um, one of the things that I want to do. I have started working on it last year. Um, it's a specific topic. The book is a specific topic. Uh, for, it'll be a coffee table book. And, um, you know, there's a lot on the table. Let's put it this way. I have, I have a pad full of projects that I want to get done. And it's all around um, just enhancing the story of the Virgin Islands and, and getting it out there. So in my gallery, I, mm, I've, I don't sell wall art every day, right? It's not large pieces that sell every day, but I have little items that I sell that I get little pieces of the Virgin Islands in everybody's house when they leave. <laughs> so that's what's there. It's like, I want you to take a little piece. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, even if it's a, an acrylic block that gives you a little story because everything comes with a little historic card so you can go with it and say, oh, so that's what the conch shell means. It, is, it symbolizes freedom. Yes, it does. Now you know and you have it in your house. So. so what advice would you give to a young person listening to this episode and saying, you know, I want to follow in Amma's footsteps? Don't follow my footsteps, but anyway, <laughs> have your own path. But um, that so you know, I always wanted to be an artist, and uh, that's not the original path that I took. And I used to tell people when I was going to graduate from high school that I'm going to be a bum, and my mother used to say, "Stop telling people that." <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, I did what I was expected, and I got my engineering degree, and I uh, got a really good career. And so um, I'm not saying don't start off as an artist, but what I say, whatever you decide to do, whatever path you decide to take in life, go all the way. You know, um, do not treat it as a side gig. Learn, learn, and learn always. Be a learner. Uh, and I just do not give mediocre product out there. Don't push a mediocre thing to the public. Make sure it is the best that you can deliver. You know, and um, it doesn't have to be art. It doesn't have to be engineering. It could be anything else. I just say be a learner and do the best that you can do so that you could feel accomplished for yourself before uh, you have to get validation from the public. Great advice, Amma. Complete this sentence for me. I feel unstoppable when? I feel unstoppable when I have positive energy and thoughts. Um, when I have positivity, if I, if I feel like I'm going negative, everything goes wrong. Nothing I can do make I can make right, but when I'm positive, I can create. My mind is clear, and um, I can welcome anyone into my circle and, and show them my art with as much energy and love that I have in the piece. I can share it with you. Awesome! And what a great way to end this segment. Ama, thank you for taking the time to share your your story with us today. 
and it was indeed a pleasure conversating with you and just learning more about you. Where can our guests connect with you and see your, your work? Okay. Uh, so I'm on Instagram and um, it's at the creative native dot art. I'm also on Facebook, same the creative native dot art. And you can see my, uh, my, some of my pieces on my website at, creativenative.art <laughs> so that's where you can see my work and um, you can see behind the scenes of how I make some of my work on Instagram so you can see me in my workshop cutting up stuff and you know behind the scenes when I go out in the dark in the middle of the night you know all that kind of stuff on Instagram so that's how you can connect awesome to our unstoppable yes you tribe thank you for your continued support don't forget to check out more stories about Caribbean impact makers, rising stars, and trailblazers at unstoppableyesu.com. 